3: Now, once again, here's
4: Mark. Well, good
3: morning, everybody. Four minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. My name is Mark Salem, and I've got a guest. He's my co-pilot, and actually, there are times he's going to be the pilot, and that's when I need to go to the bathroom. And uh, David Martin is in next to me. Are you, you this this. You got this? If I, I'm just teasing you. <laughs> You're leaving right now? No. <laughs> I did that one time, and the guy looks at me, and he goes, No, 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 no. And I said, I'm just teasing. You. I'm, I'm just not teasing responsible for anything that I say or do, just uh, so you know that. Oh, well, that's why he has this on a delay. <laughs> he says <laughs> Salem is, is not normally delay, <laughs> is normally delay. Anyway, Dave Martin has a shop at 16th Street in Osborne that's been around in the family since. 1971 is when we started, and we started at a Chevron
5: service station. On 20th Street in Osborne. So okay,
3: and then your end result is a 16th Street north of Osborne on the west side of the road. Yep. Of where you appear every day. Every day. And your father still comes and walks around and checks the parking lot for cigarette butts, like yep. Up. Oh, That's the way that we are. That's the way us old guys are. So yeah, and then he he comes
5: in and he uh, takes my customers home and complains about the government. You know, he's 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 typical. Uh, you know, old guy, old guy. That's who he is. He's gray haired, and he's just uh, comes in every day though, and and uh, works about five hours. And he's, I,
3: I do it more for my mom. I think mm-hmm. get him out of the house. So. <laughs> <laughs> I I was driving the shuttle bus for a couple of days a long time ago, and Renee said, "Stay out of politics." Yeah, and I said, "You know what? I, I got no problem." She yeah. says, "Why?" And I says, "I'm just going to go with the flow." If they're Trump lovers, I'll be a Trump lover. If they hate Trump, I'll be a Trump hater. I don't care. I'm not going to cause dissension within the car. I think my dad hates them all. (laughs) I don't think (laughs) it matters. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Is he listening today? (laughs) Probably is. Okay. All righty. Well, this portion of Under the Hood is brought to you by S&S Tire and Auto Service. They opened up in the West Side in 1976. They have three locations, Peoria, Surprise, and Goodyear. Let me tell you that I have referred to S&S on the West Side a lot, and I've never been embarrassed. So they have a comprehensive line of tires in many different brands, so you can get a good, better, best price. So they have tires in the good, they have tires in the better, then they have the tires in the best. So you can get a price on all three and decide for yourself. They also balance your tires, they do alignment, suspension work, oil changes, and all that kind of stuff. So if you're looking for new tires on anything you own, from a wheelbarrow to a tractor and everything in between, S&S Tire, Peoria, Surprise, and Goodyear. The phone number six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960, and for those of you, I forget to do this sometimes, those of you outside the Phoenix metropolitan area listening to us on iHeart or something like that, we have a number for you, 888-960-9696, 888-960-9696. And you're welcome to call in that. Gil is our engineer. He's running the show. And I want to remind everybody listening to the show that if there's a hiccup in the show, it's Gil's fault. Yep. Yeah. So we, we're just sitting here and we're in the passenger, compa- well, we're in the first class compartment of the airplane. And Gil's flying the airplane. And so if we crash, it's going to be Gil's fault. He likes it when I say that. Yeah, I bet I'll he I'll put does. down my cell phone now. Yeah, put down your <laughs> cell phone now. It's <laughs> a good idea. Oh, gosh, we've had so much fun. Yeah, he said. You said what? Not too long ago. Six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. We call the lines are wide open. Here's how we start. What you do is is you start off with the car. Tell us what the year, make, and model and miles. Then you tell us the symptoms. So we're going to ask you. That's the give and take part of this. Is does it vibrate all the time? Yes, it does. Does it vibrate in the steering wheel or in the seat of your pants? Oh, all over. Okay, when doesn't it vibrate? It always vibrates. This is the kind of conversation we're going to have. So David and I are going to work with you, and we're going to determine what it is that you have, and then we're going to make educated guesses. And I, I would say that we're going to be doggone close, grenade close, just about 80, 85% of the time, but we're only as good as the, the uh, symptoms you give us. Now, there's three answers to our questions. Yes, no. Or I don't know. <laughs> and that's what you can do. Yes, no, and I don't know. Those are the three different uh, answers. 602-508-0960. And we got a caller. And i got to tell you something funny. We used to have a doorbell. Uh-huh. And, and so when he told me that there was a caller on the line, he'd give me a doorbell. People started complaining that when the doorbell went off, their dogs went crazy. So we went to an air gun. <laughs> All righty, who we got on the phone, Gil? We have Glenn as your first caller. Glenn, good morning to you. What can we do for you?
6: Good morning, Mark. Thank you. You bet. Um, I have to start off with, uh, I, I made a, a friend through your uh, your old rummage uh, program you had on. Oh, okay. Uh, he had a router for sale, and I went over and picked it up at a good price, and it had a table with it.
3: Oh, wow. A- and you. I made a
6: friend for life.
3: You know, that's what uh, makes makes it worthwhile every once in a while. We'll get somebody who found a shop and that uh, they've been doing business. We tell them, don't call us on the first year because that's where the bumpy part is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, after they after you've done business with them for a couple of years, then that's it. Well, thank you for that. That's very nice.
6: So, so me and this friend were having a discussion the other day, and, and Mobile One came up, and, and he, he brought up the fact that there's uh, graphite in Mobile One, and I never heard of that, and I thought, well, Mark's an oil expert. What does he have to
3: say? It doesn't have any graphite in it. Graphite goes back to the 70s and the 80s. What was that oil? Do you remember what that oil was that had a bunch of graphite in it? I don't remember. And it, it was yet. the same as TMI. Remember that? That was an additive that you uh, an additive you put in your car. And, and what it did is it polished everything and made the, the the engine run like it's never run before and all that other kind of stuff. Um, I, I can tell you, you can take it to the bank. Mobile One doesn't have any graphite in it. Well, Mobile well. One is a full-blown synthetic. Um, it certainly is a quality oil. Um, It says right on the can, good up to 20,000 miles, but there's this little asterisk on the bottom that says, uh, you know, you can go 12 or 15 a year. And so even though it says 20, you can go annually 20, but they're not going to stand with you if you try to go 20 in a year and a half. So that's it. Number two, mobile has a variety of of, um, weights. So they got from 010 to 020 and all the water kind of oils for the newer model cars. Which a lot of the gray haired guys, we don't even talk to them about that. Yeah. We don't even tell them what we're putting in their car because they want 30, 40, and 2050 in their cars. 2050. 2050, boy. And let me ask you a question, Dave. When was the last time you sold a quart of 2050? My dad. He has an
5: <laughs> old 77 Ford truck, and he puts 2050 in it. But, yeah, you're absolutely right. Back then, it was thicker it was better. Now, yes. Thinner is better.
3: Well, and it's a fuel economy thing, yeah. and we're also seeing no sludge, and we're also seeing cars that just we take them apart in 100,000, 200,000 miles, and you could eat off the inside. Yeah. So that has a lot to do with it. But mobile one is a good oil. Um, let me tell you about the oxidation, which is when does the oil turn to a tar, Okay. This tells you everything you want to know. Conventional is about three hundred three twenty five. Semi synthetic is four hundred four twenty five. And mobile one is five hundred. Now, Dave, let me ask you a question. What condition is your engine at, at five hundred degrees? It's smoked. It's hot. It, it's gone. Yeah. It it'll lock up at two fifty to three hundred. Right. I mean it's it's gonna throw in the towel when the temperature of the engine gets two fifty. Because your gauge is going to be on the 210 to 230 on the right side, right. in the red zone. We're going to be 230, 240. So at 300 north of 300, your 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 engine's toast, and you can put all the mobile one you want, but it's not going to survive. Then we have the pour point, which is the low side. So a conventional oil is going to pour out of the can, like syrup, maple syrup, at about 30 degrees below zero. Semi-synthetic, depending on the blend, and it's called a blend oil then that's going to be forty forty five. But Mobile One and the rest of the synthetics will pour out of the can at 60 below zero. I suggest that Phoenix, that's not a really important piece of information. Yeah. <laughs> really. <laughs> because you're not likely to go anyplace like that. So politely, um, what you can do is go on the website and ask them about Composition Now, there's going to be a tech line, and you can leave a message for the tech people and just say, I was told the other day that yeah, more one-head graphite. Would you please comment on that? That would help you confront your friend if that's what you want to do. Or it can be our secret. So, <laughs> you know, that's...
6: Well, I, I think you confronted him for me. If, I think he's listening.
3: <laughs> he's listening?
6: I, I, yeah, I, well, oh. I told him I was going to ask you, so...
3: Um, you may thank. have
6: destroyed our new friendship.
3: Thank, thanks, Glenn. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. uh, thank you, Mark. Oh, you betcha. You betcha. Mobile One and Graphite. Um, that I, I don't know if you remember, but Mobile One came out in the early 70s, mid-70s. And um, I can remember where nobody wanted to touch it because it had this year-long. And it, initially it came out with a 25,000-mile interval. And there was no way, uh, and I owned a mobile station at the time, there was no way we were going to tell everybody to drive 25,000 miles because yep. back in the 70s, your car was a quart of oil low at 500 to 1,000 and sometimes at 3,000 on a good car. So they always came in low on oil on the 3,000-mile turnaround, so we weren't going to let our customers go out there and go 25,000 miles. But um, I can tell you that mobile bought a lot of motors back then too yeah, because um, it just didn't work out as well that they, as they thought. Right, and if you run it for
5: twenty-five thousand miles, um, you're nobody's looking over your car either. Right, you know, and then then you run the risk of having a breakdown or having another problem. But even in some of these newer cars that we've seen, um, two thousand and, and above, we've seen some cars come in there, court low on oil, three thousand miles or five thousand yeah, miles. So, you're right,
3: you're right. It, it's it's the it's the thought process is that I don't have to do anything to my car because it's new, and it and and dash lights will tell me all I need to know. Yeah. But on an oil change, give me – I'm your customer. I'm a new customer. Give me the spiel of what you do on an oil change.
5: What we do on an oil change is we do a 50-point inspection okay. with with the vehicle. We change the oil, change the filter, uh, lube. If there's any grease fittings, we, we grease them. And the many
3: new cars have none.
5: Yeah, and th- yeah, absolutely right. We had a car in there the other day, and, and one of the guys we hired, a younger guy, and we're training him to, to work his way up. Um, we, you know, he, he kind of missed it at first and we had to show him, Hey, these are grease fittings. You've got to grease these things, but it doesn't happen very often anymore in the newer cars. So, um, it was something that it was a learning experience for him. It was great. Um, but, uh, yeah, we lube, lube all the, uh, all the fittings that we can lube and, and just look the whole car over. And we always test drive it, make sure there's no lights on, on the dash, uh, t- uh Tire monitoring lights, we check that, make sure that, and, and we'll pull codes, too. We'll right. pull codes, see if there is any codes. Even if the light isn't on, we'll see if there's anything in there that ha-
3: hasn't kicked the light on yet. Right, or any historical stuff that's come on and on and on yeah. and off, yep. off, on, off, on. Um, in the old days, this was, was lube oil filter. was Lube was the labor for the oil change. It didn't necessarily have to do with squirting grease in your car. Oh, folks, when we talk about grease in your car, what we're talking about is, is the, the, the boot around all the joints is now sealed, so it's factory filled with grease, and we and we don't have to grease anything at all. So, lube oil filter, check the belts, the tires, um, the fluids, belts, tires, no, fluids, belts, hoses, tires, and and we're looking and for anything that might not be there or might show its ugly head in the next three thousand miles. That's what we did when I started. Yeah. And, it, and the fluids and the belts and the hoses and the tires was the big deal. We didn't have coats back then yeah. in the 60s and the 70s. We didn't have a lot of this stuff. So we were just looking at what do you got to do. So 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. If you want to ask a car question or if you have a comment, you're more than welcome to make it. 602-508-0960. We'll be back.
0: Let's face it, we love Alexa, and we love to let her find your favorite radio station. This one, of course. But she could find us easier if we taught her a simple skill. To get started, simply say, Alexa, enable the Patriot Phoenix skill. After she confirms, you can then say, Alexa, play the Patriot Phoenix. That's all you have to do, and Alexa will learn how to find us. You can listen to us through your Amazon Echo, Echo Show, Echo Dot, and Amazon Tap devices. Alexa, what's your favorite radio station?
5: That's easy. Intelligent Talk. 960. The
3: Patriot.
7: Phoenix Body Works is a family owned and operated collision repair facility that opened in 1982. That's over 35 years ago. Helping family and friends with their collision repair needs with unparalleled honesty, integrity, and quality. We have grown into the finest collision repair facility in the Valley of the Sun. We are located on 19th Avenue, one half block north of Deer Valley Road. We're open Monday through Friday 7.30 a.m. to 5 p.m. and on Saturdays from 9 a.m. to 12 noon for estimates. Give us a call at 623-582-1434 or visit our website at www.phxbodyworks.com, view our YouTube video, or read our Yelp reviews. Remember, it's your vehicle, and you decide who repairs your vehicle, not the insurance company. We work with all insurance companies on your behalf and eliminate the stress of dealing with the repairs. We are not beholden to the insurance company. At Phoenix Body Works, we work for you.
2: We all dream of our perfect retirement, but don't always have the plan for how to get there. With so many voices in retirement planning, it's hard to dig through the noise and find the truth. Some make outrageous claims. Others seem okay, but how would it work for you? Tune in to My Smart Retirement with certified financial planner, Nancy Fleming. Saturdays at 12 p.m. for sound answers and practical ideas for your retirement concerns. That's My Smart Retirement with Nancy Fleming, Saturdays at 12 p.m. right here on 960 The Patriot.
0: Brought to you by the American Stroke Association and the Ad Council. I'll pick you
2: up after school. Okay, I
5: got it. It's easy to take a day for granted. You and your family are connected by routine, and you stick to it. But what if a disaster strikes without warning? What if life as you know it has completely turned on its head? What if your day's routine is disrupted and you can't reach your family? Have you planned for that? Before a disaster turns your family's world upside down, it's up to you to be ready. Get a kit. Make a plan. Be informed. Today. Learn how at www.ready.gov. Ready.gov. This message brought to you by the Federal Emergency Management Agency and the Ad Council.
3: 21 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. My name is Mark Salem. Sitting next to me is Dave Martin from Martin's Auto Repair, 16th Street north of Osborne. And I want to pay you a compliment as well. I've sent a lot of people from that Central Avenue corridor, from 16th Street to 16th Avenue and north and south. And you've never embarrassed me. Never, and I want to tell you thanks, because welcome. that means a lot. Um, there are times I'll refer, and it'll turn <laughs> into a giant, oh, oh, boy. Anyway, not only you, but Strictly Diesel and Repair, I-17 and Pinnacle Peak Road, Strictly Diesel and Repair is a better business bureau, A-plus rated shop. They are die hard diesel service and repair. They work on foreign and domestic light diesel trucks, I-17 and Bell. And they also have a website, 24 hours a day, where you can, you, could, you can look at them fancy, dancy parts for your diesel trucks. The air filters and the thing that gives you more horsepower and the exhaust systems and all that kind of stuff. They have quite a website. So if you have a diesel and nobody else can fix it, Strictly Diesel Service and Repair, I-17 and Pinnacle Peak is where you'd go. And we always do ladies first. So, Shannon, you're up. How can I help you?
4: Hi. I've had an issue. I have a 2004 Chevy Colorado.
3: Okay.
4: I bought it in 2007, okay, and pretty much from the beginning, I've had issues where it didn't want to start, and it took me a few years to realize that there's an anti-lock device on it, Yes, and that stopped my truck from starting, but nobody's been able to duplicate it, and it has happened to me many times during a week, you know, like I'm getting ready to go to work, or I'm coming home from work, and it just won't start.
3: Okay, well, and let me I ask you a couple questions. Okay. When you say it won't start, does it not go rrrrrrr, or does it go roo but it doesn't catch?
4: It acts like it's going to start and then it stops. What do you think? It, d- it does kind of do that rrrrr. Okay. Sometimes it'll even uh, act like I'm keeping the key turned, like you're overturning the key.
3: Okay. So, but I'm not. But the sound, it, it doesn't go rrrrrrr. No. It goes, right? That's how yep. the starter sounds. Okay. Yeah.
4: It's sounding like it wants to start.
3: Okay. Well, the question is, and I don't know the answer to this, but I could look it up, is is okay. when the anti-theft is working, then the question really begs to be answered, is it killing the spark or the fuel or what? Does it kill the starter? Right. So we need to do that first, is the anti-theft could very well prevent it from starting and running, the starter running. So. Now, how long do you have to crank it over before it'll start?
4: I usually have to wait between 10 and 20 minutes like it resets because okay. the little red light that's in the truck that flashes on and off letting you know that it's active. Uh-huh. It isn't it isn't flashing, and so I have to wait until it starts to flash. And then I can start my truck.
5: Okay. Is there any pattern to this doing this? Does it do it in the morning or does it do it, uh, you know, all, it doesn't matter what time of the day it does it?
4: I used to think it was because when it heated up in the summertime because it, it seemed that's when it seemed to start happening more often. But then I've noticed um, just the other day when it was, you know, in the 80s, I went to start it and it wouldn't start. And so okay. I had to wait, I think, 15 minutes and then it would it finally started.
3: Okay. Well, I want to give you two pieces of advice. First okay. of all, I want you to knock the anti-theft out of your head. Okay. Okay.
4: Because that's what's like. Okay, I'm just question. Because that's what shows up.
3: I understand, but okay. the, the real issue is: is do you want a shop to go through and and check every circuit on your anti-theft, and at the end of $150, they say they can't find anything wrong?
4: Well, I or, took it to a shop, and they couldn't. They couldn't. They okay. didn't. There was no. um okay.
3: Well, we don't fix things with codes. So I don't know okay. who you took it to, but we don't fix things with codes. What needs to happen is, is somebody needs to teach you how to check for spark and fuel. That's what we need okay. to do. So okay. we we need to, Now, if you want, um what kind of rental do you charge for a fuel pressure gauge for a couple of days? Do you I have don't. anything No, no, hold on. I'm talking to Dave. Um no, we don't I don't um, I don't have any rental for any,
5: anything okay. like that, but we have done that to where we put it on a customer's car just to see if it, if, if it,
3: had a, uh, if it lost fuel pressure. Well, and, and, and I, was, I was trying to be nice to you because yeah. and now I'm not going to do it for a first-time customer. Right. But I'm going to do it for somebody who's been around since 1991. Absolutely. So, so there are times that we'll hook up a fuel pressure gauge, and we're going to tell you what we want to see, and then we're going to tape it to the outside of your windshield on by your wiper blade. And so we're going to say to you, okay, when this happens, tell us what's going on with the fuel. Then the next thing we're going to do is teach you how to check for spark. Because if it cranks over, we're losing spark or fuel. Absolutely. And, and so we don't want to look at the anti-theft. What we want to look at is, is what do we miss in spark or fuel? Then if we can figure out and go through the spark system if we're missing spark or go through the fuel system if we're missing fuel, but you're 2004, I'll bet you dollars to donuts it's a fuel supply problem. I'll bet you it's losing pressure. I'll bet the fuel pressure regulator is bad or it's got a leaking injector or the check valve in the tank is bad. And so here's what I want you to try to do. Okay, are you ready? Yes. I want you to hit the key and it won't start. Then I want you to turn the key off and turn it on. Count to five. Not to crank just on. Right. Turn it off, turn it back on, count to five. I want you to do that three times. Three times? Yep. And then I want you to see if it starts. And if it starts, you just saved yourself $75 worth of diagnostics. And if you go in and tell your shop that that's what you did, if they're smart, they'll know that you have a fuel supply problem and we need to look for the pressure regulator, the injector leaking, and the check valve in the tank. So you're losing pressure. We want 40 or 50 pounds of pressure, so it should be there all the time. And so when you start it up, boom, it's there. But by cycling the key on and off, we're going to turn the pump on three times. Okay. So if all of a sudden the gauge goes from zero to 50 and it starts, then you've saved yourself a lot of diagnostic money. There's still some more diagnostic money that needs to be done, but you've identified it as being a fuel system problem. So okay. that's what I would do if I were you. All righty, and if, do you have a shop that you trust? Uh, yes, okay. I do. Okay. All righty, well, just say to them, I'm not want to. Pay, I don't want to pay for guessing, If we're going to guess, we're going to guess with your money, Mr. Mm -hmm. Shop Owner. So if you're going to put a $600 fuel pump in my tank, unless that fixes it, then we're going to take that back out. That's okay for you to say that in a nice way, okay? Yes. All right. Thank you very much. Thank you. You betcha. Doug, we're going to take your question, but we're going to answer it on the other side. Mark, you stay there too. But, Doug, go right ahead.
1: Oh, thanks. Uh, 99 Ford Expedition 5.4 engine. 168,000 miles, uh, recently went to, uh, Colorado on a little vacation, uh, and camping at about 10,000 foot, uh, third day in, check engine light came on, uh, ran fine, no big deal, came back, uh, after about a week, I didn't have a chance to get it in to get it checked, check engine light went off, uh, is, uh, on the way up and back, the fuel that uh, uh, octane levels are different in the different states that I was going through, and I was wondering if that could have been the cause of the check engine light coming on
3: at sense. that high elevation. Okay. We're going to answer your question on the other side of the break, but I'm going to just break it to you real quick. It makes no difference. You're chasing your tail. Okay, something was wrong, and now it's not wrong, and you're going to spend a whole lot of money trying to figure out. the. And here's the question. The question is, is what caused my check engine light to come on at 10,000 feet, 9,000 feet? Nobody cares. If the light goes off and it's off for the next 30 days, I'm giving you the very best advice I can give you. Do nothing. And so if you want to spend a bunch of money, then a shop's going to start running fuel pressure tests and all this other kind of stuff, and I'll bet you that there's one in ten chance that they can actually answer your question because they're not going to know they're only going to be able to guess so if you have a follow up question stay right there mark you stay right there 6025080960
0: And this is the sound of summer skin being scratched because of the itching and irritation of what the season can bring. You need the fast relief of Cortisone 10 Intensive Healing Anti-Itch Cream. Unlike regular lotions, Cortisone 10 relieves itch and irritation with 1% hydrocortisone, the strongest non-prescription itch medicine, plus seven healing moisturizers. Cortisone 10 makes summer sound fun again. Cortisone 10. Feel the heal. Use as directed. America, welcome home the brave. The brave men and women who serve their country are coming home. Home to their cities and towns. Home to their mountains and valleys. Home to their families and friends. Home to America. Some of these warriors are coming home with wounds you can see, and some with wounds you can't see, like post-traumatic stress disorder. Wounded Warrior Project was created to provide the support these wounded veterans need to ensure their return to America is well adjusted and successful. But we need your help to ensure that our mission is a success. Help us honor and empower these wounded warriors. Contact us at findwwp.org. America, welcome home the brave. I'm a veteran. My victory was admitting I had PTSD and getting help. As America's veterans face challenges, DAV is there. I no longer see it as a weakness, but as a sign of strength. I call it post-traumatic growth. DAV provides a lifetime of support, helping veterans of every generation get the benefits they've earned.
8: I am a veteran. I lost both legs in Vietnam.
0: Every year, DAV helps more than a million veterans so they can reach victories great and small.
8: My victory was getting my benefits and a good education. I'm a veteran.
0: When I got out, I felt like Nora was safe. My victory was finding the help I needed. But there's more to be done and more victories to be won. Thanks to DAV, now I feel like I'm human again. Help support more victories for veterans. Go to DAV.org.
8: All about that demon, all the
3: mobile the man, monster with the wheel. 34 and minutes after the hour, 10 o'clock, Mark Salem and Dave Martin. Dave Martin owns a repair shop, Martin's Auto Repair, 16th Street, just north of Osmond. Been around since Jesus was a baby, and your dad's still there? Yep, still yep, there. Two, two generations of family there, so it's not likely he's going to go out of business after tomorrow, so you'll always have a warranty. This portion of Under the Hood is brought to you by Action Auto Repair I-17 in Deer Valley. He's a good shop. Tom is somebody I've known since probably the late the late 70s, early 80s. So if you want quality workmanship, good customer service, excellent customer service, a fast turnaround time if you want ASC Master Certified Technicians to be working on your car and you live near I-17 and Deer Valley, Action Auto Repair. I-17 and Deer Valley, northwest corner of the interchange of I-17 and Deer Valley. Doug, you had a follow-up question. Yes.
6: Yes.
1: Uh... Since the check engine light went off, uh,
6: about
1: a week after that, I noticed it seemed to be starting to idle a little bit rougher, uh, like maybe an O2 sensor or something like that was starting to go. However, the check engine light has not come back on. So okay. is that something, if I were to take it in, that they could possibly check without a check engine light, by, uh going
3: okay. anything? 1999 is probably not going to have any history in it. You're completely wrong when you say the O2 sensor is going to make it run idle, run rough idle. That can't happen, doesn't happen. The O2 sensor causes it to run rich or causes it to run lean. It'll turn on the check engine light because it has an O2 sensor code. But 75% of the O2 sensor codes end up being a fuel pressure regulator, end up being a plugged fuel filter, a vacuum leak and a bunch of other stuff. You you can spend as much money as you want, and I'll raise my hand right now. For $200, I'll let you drive the bus and tell me where to go. You tell me to check the O2 sensors, I will. You tell me to check the the octane rating, I'll pull it out, I'll send it to the lab, we'll do that, and then we'll do an octane rating here. I'll do all that for you. I'm just telling you that the next 30 days are important. If that check engine light doesn't come on, then that problem doesn't exist. So... If you want to deal with the rough idle, that's fine. But I wouldn't be using the check engine light to diagnose the rough idle. So these are kind of YouTube kind of things. So people get on the Internet. It's very much like Shannon before you. She talked about the alarm system. Dave and I didn't even jump to that. And, you know, I've been a master technician and been working on cars for 39 years. So we would have never gone to the alarm system. We would have coached her through a couple of things and had her help us. But, anyway, good luck to you, Doug. I, I think i giving you the best advice I can. We're going to go to Mark. Mark, you're up next. How can I help you?
6: Good morning, Mark. Good morning. Just like your show. Thank you. Thank you. I have a 2012 GMC Acadia, 110,000 miles, Okay. with an intermittent air conditioner blowing problem out of the front only. The rear fan works, and it's cold. The seat back blow cold air
3: on the passenger and the driver. And wait a minute. The, what does what blows cold? The feet. What what? Do um, you,
6: it, it blows cold out of the um, roof vents, and it blows cold out of the seats. The seats. The front seats are air conditioned. I understand
3: heated. that. I understand that. Okay. So what? What? Uh, let's get to the point. The point is, is that the front air no longer has any volume, but the back air does. Is that what you're saying?
6: Right.
3: Well, the front
6: is intermediate. Okay. This morning. It.
3: Well, it wait did a minute. Not wait work. a minute. Wait. This is where we get to the take. You, you You telling us is not what's getting us there. I want to know: Does the blower quit working? or not or uh, you only have two choices a the blower quits working or b the blower's still there but it's no longer cold air pick one
6: the blower does not work
3: okay so it's going to be the blower motor the blower motor resistor and or the fan switch and if the blower motor draws too much amps it'll wipe out the switch now here's something you can do i want you to try fan speeds one two and three and stay away from four and see if that changes, because 1, 2, and 3 are on the resistor circuit, and fan speed 4 doesn't have a resistor in it. So I need to eliminate that resistor. So if you go, to, I want you to put it on 4 and leave it on 4. And if it starts cycling on and off, then go to 3 or 2 or 1. Does it cycle off there? No. Now, another thing he could have is, is, what fan speed do you normally run it on?
6: Varies on the temperature.
3: Come on, get closer right. than that for me. Yeah,
6: I use all of them.
3: Okay. All right. Well, I won't discuss the rest of it because it uses all of them. So it can't be a low pressure switch or a high pressure switch because it uses all of them. So uh, it that's kind of where we're at. You you have to we have to diagnose that you you are losing a blower, and so if it's a blower, then that's pretty simple yeah this is this is this is a, a fifty seventy five dollar diagnostic as you go from the blower to the to the battery or you go from the battery to the blower that 's the circuit that has to be checked out and so if the blower motor has drawn more than 20, 22 amps, then it most likely wiped out the switch. But if that's the case, he should be able to wiggle the switch to get the blower motor to work. That's why I ask him to use one, two, three, and then four separately. But anyway, thanks, Mark. And we're going to go to Nick. Nick, good morning. How can we help you?
8: Nick, uh, uh, Mark, I'm sorry. Uh, the, first, the first caller where she has the 2004 uh, Chevy Colorado. Yes. I got it. I have an 06 Colorado. Actually, I have two of them. Uh, the first one has got 634,000 miles on it. I've never had that problem, she said. The red one I bought used, that now has 330,000 miles, and I have that problem, she has with that one, and it does, when you put the key in, if that security lock thing is solid as soon as you put the key in, it's not going to start.
3: Wait a minute. You do whatever you
8: want. To. Wait, wait, you wait, wait,
3: wait, wait. Wait a minute. Start isn't a good word. It has to crank and catch. So when you say it doesn't start, people walk in and throw their keys across the counter and say it doesn't start and walk out. Well, that's great. Does doesn't start mean the starter's not working or the starter's working and it doesn't catch? That's the It'll distinction. It'll
8: crank, but it won't catch. Like okay. it cuts off. It cuts off the fuel supply. For 10 minutes to 10 minutes of 30 seconds. Okay. If you wait 10 minutes and 45 seconds and go out and start it, it'll crank and start just like normal.
3: Okay. Well, that's an easy one because all we do is, is to verify that that, uh, Mar- that Nick has diagnosed it, right? We'd put a fuel pressure gauge on it. Yeah. And we'd probably leave a door open and we'd activate the anti-theft. And then we'd look at a fuel pressure, and if the fuel pressure was zero, then we'd know that that's, they're tied together, anti-theft and fuel pressure. Then we wait 10 minutes, 15 minutes, and we turn the key on, and all of a sudden, boom, fuel pressure drops, or jumps up to 40, 50 pounds, and we're done. So if that's what you say, then the diagnostic again is probably 35 to 70 dollars somewhere around there, yeah. to run a couple of fuel pressure tests over a period of 15 minutes. So that's what I would do. I, st- I still it, we, we, here's the question: How often are you dealing with anti-theft issues?
5: Very rarely. Uh, How many?
3: How many a year? Maybe
5: four or five. Okay, and
3: I'm saying one or two or three. Yeah. yeah. So, and we do. um, I don't know. We're doing. Uh, 20 cars a day, 100 cars a week, and we're running to maybe two or three on of the anti-theft. Yeah. And usually when the anti-theft goes bad, it just shuts the whole thing down no matter what. Right. And so it just eliminates that. But anyway, thank you for calling in. And, and it's nice to know yeah. that at least two people have the same problem. But I just don't think that that's a real tough one. We're going to take a break. 602-508-0960. The lines are wide open. 602-508-0960. We'll be back. Now you have a friend at Thunderbird Automotive, and his name is Tom Fletcher.
0: In 2003, Thunderbird Automotive was a finalist in the Better Business Bureau Ethics Award. In 2004, they won that award. Check them out at the BBB online directory. They're proud of their A-plus rating. Thunderbird Automotive has ASE-certified technicians. They can fix anything with a steering wheel. Thunderbird Automotive offers a free courser inspection on every vehicle, the same one that some charge $49 for. They now offer a three-year, 36,000-mile warranty on parts and labor anywhere in the country. If you live in the Northwest area, you have to stop in to Thunderbird Automotive at 88th Avenue in Thunderbird, just west of the 101. For more information, visit them online at thunderbirdautomotive.com. That's thunderbirdautomotive.com. Or drive right in at 88th Avenue and Thunderbird, just west of the 101. (laughs)
8: You need a plan as you get closer to retirement, a plan that will take you from where you are now to the retirement you've always dreamed about. The first step on that path is to tune in to Retire Financially Fit with Phyllis every Saturday morning at 8. Your host is Phyllis Sachs-Pilvinas. She's the founder of PSP and Associates. You only retire once, but Phyllis helps people retire every day. Don't miss Retire Financially Fit with Phyllis every Saturday morning at 8 on 960 The Patriot. Hey kids, let mom help with your science project. This new mom wants her kids' science project
0: to thrive. Too bad she hasn't cracked a science book since 1985.
4: A metathesis reaction?
0: Compounds, mixtures, and elements. Even this baking soda volcano is too big of an experiment. Whoa. Now she's completely forgotten the periodic table. Now she's burning the hole through the kitchen table. Burning with science. But her kids' love for their mom is truly transparent. Proof you don't have to be perfect to be the perfect parent. Don't tell Dad. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Thousands of siblings in foster care will take you just as you are. For more information on how you can adopt, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids and the Ad Council.
4: When I have an asthma attack, I feel scared. It's like tiny nails in the air poke my lungs. I start to cough. Sometimes my
1: parents have to take me to the hospital.
2: Today, one out of 13 children suffer from some form of asthma, accounting for nearly one-third of all emergency room visits.
4: I feel like I'm choking. It's kind of like an elephant is on
1: my
3: chest. A little whistle sound comes out when I breathe.
2: But while your child may suffer from asthma, asthma doesn't have to make your child suffer. There are simple ways you can prevent your child's next attack. To learn more, call 1-866-NO-ATTACKS. That's 1-866-662-8822. Log on to www.noattacks.org or call your doctor. Because even one attack is one too many.
3: I feel like a fish with no water.
2: Brought to you by the EPA, the Ad Council, and this station. 46 minutes
3: after the hour of 10 o'clock, 602-508-0960. If you have a car question, 602-508-0960. Let me remind you, this is a give-and-take situation. You give us the symptoms, we ask you questions about the symptoms. That's how our car repair is supposed to be done. I don't make up the rules, but I'll tell you what. I am a court-certified expert in industry standards. I testify in court about what auto repair shops should do and not do. And I'm telling you, that communication at that front counter with women Oh, my God, they'll tell you anything you want to know, and they'll answer all your questions. The gray-haired guys or the hairy-chested guys, they want to spend the next 20 minutes telling us about all the things that they've done that didn't fix the car. And so now you've just sucked 20 minutes of my life out, and all we do know is is that it wasn't all the 27 parts you put in it. That's all it is. So it's a difficult thing, but that's why we tell everybody on the, on the show it's it's a give and take. Let's Let's talk about that. So let me tell you about Auto Dynamics in Sun City. Been around since 1982. I'm very proud of them because they're on their sec- second generation, just like Dave Martin is right next to me at 16th Street North of of Osborne, and as well as my family. We're in the second generation as well. So Automotive Dynamics, they have staff and mechanics that are not paid a commission or a percentage of your re- repair bill. Therefore, they can guarantee their customers that the technicians and the service writers are not going to sell unnecessary parts or repairs. It's a new technology. Everybody's kind of trying it to see how it works. So we're all sitting around waiting to see how it works, to see if it actually reduces sales or raises sales or whatever. It's an interesting concept. Nevertheless, if you're in Sun City and you want the Mark Salem recommended, then they're on the north side of Grand, just west of 99th Avenue. Now Ryan good morning to you and you better not have an oh (laughs) four (laughs) colorado
9: good morning no sir (laughs) all
3: righty go ahead
9: uh what i do have uh it's a 96 dodge um with the cummins okay uh and it's got the uh the five speed manual okay and i lost fifth gear um Going down the road, so I'm looking to, to fix that. And Dave, you, you
3: got have you ever run across that?
5: Now we don't do a lot with
3: uh, the transmissions, yeah,
5: especially the coming stuff.
3: I, I can tell you what I think. Uh, it's one of two. Um, your shifter. How many miles are on this truck? Uh, it's
9: about two and a quarter.
3: Okay. The shifter itself is responsible, as you pull it into fifth gear, it's going to slide a fork, and the fork is attached to a gear, and the gear has to interface another gear. So it's not okay. uncommon that we're going to bend the fork, break the fork, or the shifter is going to wear out. So the real question is, is is the shifter putting it in in fifth gear or not? If it's putting okay. it in the fifth gear and we've lost fifth gear, then obviously we have to take the transmission apart and find out what broke. Internal problem. Internal problem. Okay. On the other hand... If it's not going into fifth gear, and us gray-haired guys can figure that out, then we're just going to pull the shifter out of the top of it. We're going to pull the floorboard apart and pull the shifter out of the top of it, and we run into that often, maybe once or twice a year. And most of the time at the end of the shifter, there's a plastic piece that takes up some slack. Well, the plastic piece is gone after 300,000 miles in a seat. That's 12 times around the girth of the earth. That's, you've driven that truck 12 times around the equator. So I would suggest that that shifter, if it has that plastic nose piece, then that, that's gone. And that prevents that shifter from putting it into fifth gear. So what part of town do you live in?
9: Uh, I'm on the east side of Roosevelt Lake on the ranch.
3: uh, Oh, you know, I got a cowboy sitting here and he, he doesn't have a mic because we're not going to trust him. Um, but, um, he, he, he is a real working cowboy, probably like you are. Uh, and I went with him not too long ago and we had, um, we had one heifer who was just bat crap crazy. And then we had another heifer and two babies and they went up this Canyon and he sent his dogs up the Canyon
5: and those heifers came back down. <laughs> <Man>. <laughs>
3: yeah. <laughs> and so, um, I don't know. Heifers are like,
9: uh. They're like dealing with teenagers, in my experience. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> so sometimes you got to get them in a little trouble
3: to oh, get them what it, you want to do. <laughs> yeah, and then and then my horse went lame, and so he was so nice. We had to go check this gate, and so we rode to the gate, but I wasn't going to ride my horse back because he was lame, and and Brent walked right alongside me with his horse, and we walked all the way back to the trailer. So I thought that was kind of nice of him, but I should have known better than to take a, a horse with soft feet, and that was my fault. Yeah. Now, you said something. Oh, he's a horse trainer, and during the break, this is the conversation we had. <laughs> he says people hire him to train their horse, but they tell him how to train their horse, and he wonders why if you know how to train your horse, then why don't you do it yourself? Yeah.
9: <laughs> do you, what did you bring it to me for? <laughs>
3: Well, it um I, I want to tell you I don't I think I'm a better cowboy than he is. He thinks he's better than me. But um but I've been known to lie before. <laughs> so anyway, I want to tell you uh, my favorite people in the whole wide world are cowboys, working cowboys that sit on a horse every day, that work cattle, that uh, birth babies and do all that kind of stuff. And if I had my life to live all over again, that's exactly what I'd be. But Brent lets me be a weekend cowboy, and I'm appreciative of that. Good deal. I'll, I'll Good tell you what dear. I'll do for you. I don't do this very often, but if, if we're in Tempe. If you can arrange to drop that truck off here, and let me have it for a couple of days, I'll call you with an estimate before I fix it. But I do know a transmission guy that would be able to fix that and identify it real quick. So, okay. um, I, um, if, if you do that, then I'll I'll uh, I'll, uh, I'll call you with an estimate.
9: And then, uh, if you got a minute, could I ask you another question sure. about it?
3: Go right ahead. Um,
9: I still have first through fourth. And I did, this is why I called you, because I got a little bit, uh, well, just kind of wondering if I should do it or not. I, I called the shop in Mesa, and they said, oh, yeah, it's, uh, that fifth gear is on, I think he said an uh, output shaft outside of the transmission, and he he was a diesel guy, or said he was, and uh, said there's a nut that rattles off, and it slides off the shaft, and it'll make it where you'll have first through fourth but no fifth was his okay. idea over the phone okay and uh he he thought uh to just he said go ahead and just drive it down here and i i was wondering you know if i'm taking it you know clear to the okay you know, phoenix area is driving it a good idea
3: or <laughs> as long as there's no noise <laughs> you know noise. he said you'll have yeah, No, no, noise, no noise. noise, and it, it, that's fine, that's fine. I'm not quite sure no. I I'd understand about the nut and the output shaft, because all yeah. five gears go through the drive shaft, and so I don't care okay. if it's a two-wheel drive or four-wheel drive. I'll tell you what, well, you e- a, do, you, do you have an email?
9: Uh, I do.
3: Okay. Or um, my you wife to, does. Okay, anyway. I want no. you to send me an email, mark okay. at marksalem.com. Mark okay. at marksalem, Salem like the cigarettes, dot com. Um, what sure. I'm gonna do is I'm gonna call two of the best transmission guys in the whole wide world in Phoenix. One of them's name's Alger and one of them's name's Lorenzo, and I'm gonna run this okay. by them and 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 i I will tell you what their guess is and um and but I'm gonna specifically ask them about what you said about some nut on the output shaft and so forth and so on. so I, um, I guess,
9: I, uh, yeah, because if I could say one more thing go but, ahead. Uh, I guess why. When I I listened to that, I thought, you know, the truck, if it died on me tomorrow, I wouldn't be out nothing. I've got so much use out of it. But uh, I I don't generally take it anywhere but on these dirt roads. Mm -hmm. So I guess a question I would have, I hate to take up so much of your time, but if I didn't need fifth gear and it wasn't harming anything to go one, you know, usually I don't hit fourth gear. Right. It, it's a ranch truck. If I could just use it like that, and save a dollar, or if I'm going to tear something else up, I'd like to, you know I don't want to kill it tomorrow. Okay.
3: All <laughs> so right. Well, that, I can answer that's your question. question. Okay, so, I can yeah. answer those. Number one, if there's no noise and everything else works good from reverse through fourth, I would think that driving it would be fine. And let me put it to you this way: I would drive it. Okay. I okay. would drive it. That's where i was going no, with the Number that, two, you know. on the cost associated with this. Okay. If this cost you $400, then you could say to yourself, that's $10 a month or $20 a month for the next 20 months. So the question then would be is I would say to you, Ryan, if I fix it, will you pay me $20 a month for whatever, for however long that is? And so basically you're going to rent the truck from yourself for $20 a month, $30 a month, whatever. The idea right. is is if the rest of the truck's in good enough shape, then don't be scared of a two or three or $400 bill. Because if we have to go into the transmission, it's got to come out. So the big right. part of that is pulling it out and putting it back in. And I know it's a four-wheel drive, so now i got a little extra work. But once I get the top of the transmission off of it, then I'll, I'll know exactly whether it's the shifter. or. And actually, I probably could pull the shifter out of it when it's in the truck. But nevertheless, um, send me an email, mark at marksalem.com. And I'm okay. and give me your name and your phone number, and then I'm going to call Lorenzo and Alger, and I'm going to call you back. Okay?
9: I sure appreciate you. Thank okay. you,
3: sir. I'm doing it because you're a cowboy, and Brent's got a gun on his hip, and I'm a little bit more worried about him than I am <laughs> you.
9: <laughs> well, thank him for me, too, then. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I sure will. Are
3: you familiar with the ranch he's talking about? No? Okay. We didn't give Brent a microphone. Tano. So What's the name of your ranch? Are you still there? We're, okay.
9: we're on the Bar, uh, bar Levin. What,
3: Bar 11 huh? okay what ranch do you work at? What's yours 7l, 7L? he's on 7l and okay. uh,
9: well maybe we'll run across each other someday.
3: If you do he's a pretty good roper too I've seen him handle a rope. His wife hates it when he ropes his wife but um, <laughs> but the cows don't complain so anyway Ryan, thank you very much. We've got another hour of this fun and frivolity. <laughs> and, and getting into trouble 6025080966025080960 we talked a lot about customers at the front counter yeah absolutely and, and, and I, it, that's the hard part i think
5: it is and you know the thing that we we find is that the more information we have the cheaper it is for the customer yeah and you know there's nothing better if you're having a problem with a the vehicle there's nothing better than saying hey get in the car with me go around the block sh- sh- let, let show the technician what 's going on with the vehicle. they can diagnose it a lot faster it 's all that communication at the front, but one of the things you, really ends badly is when we have customers telling us how to fix the car
3: well, and they, or their husband told them how to fix the car or their neighbor had a car like this, and this is the problem that's that 's just a problem period yeah intermittent problems excuse me intermittent problems we 'll talk about on the other side of the hour those are different, yeah. and that 's where we have to educate the customer and if they 're not in the listening mode then we aren't going to make any progress. And then I say to them, you have only one choice. Wait till it gets worse and easier to find. That's it. Yep. Because if nobody can duplicate it and you're not willing to work with us as we give you hints on what to do, what not to do. If you're not going to work with us, then you have only one other choice. Well, two choices. Wait till it gets worse and easier to find or I'll just start throwing parts at it until we get it. And that's going to be kind of expensive. We're going to start with a $1000 estimate and then we'll go from there. So it's communication. It's like going to the doctor. We'll be back